this morning and Luke chapter 2 starting in verse 8 Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 this morning Christmas, the birth of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to talk a little bit about the birth of Jesus this morning. But I want to bring out something that God put on my heart and revealed to me concerning this. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. Word of God reads. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they terribly frightened but the angel said to them do not be afraid somebody say don't be afraid for behold I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people for today in the city of David there has been born for you a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased amen let's pray this morning as we get into our word father we thank you this morning we thank you lord for every man and woman here we thank you lord for an opportunity as we draw closer to the birth of jesus amen is closer to christmas lord i just uh thank you that this is a time lord where we can just meditate on you and that you father are faithful that you're worthy jesus Father, just be with us this morning as uh, as we get into this message, as I share your word, God. Father, you, God, are worthy, God. Amen. Reveal your word, reveal your truth, speak what you want this morning. Amen. Father, I thank you and I praise you, honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, if you would give the Lord a hand, praise this morning, amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. My topic this morning is... Uh, God cares, amen, and uh, 
God cares, and I want to talk to you a little bit about this concerning uh, around the subject of of Christmas or the birth of Jesus. Amen. And there's some things that I want to kind of point out to you concerning that God has revealed to me that I found quite interesting. And, uh, you know, I still see him working in that way this very day. Amen. And one thing about God as we look in the word of God, as we look in the scriptures, amen, and God is a God that is intentional. He's intentional about what he does. He is intentional about how he does it. Amen. There's significance and there's meaning and there's purpose, amen, in regards to uh, the things that he does in his life. You know, as we look and we just think for a moment about the birth of Jesus, amen, uh, Emmanuel, God is with us, amen, the Son of God. Uh, you know, of course, we know that God knew that he was going to be sending his only begotten Son into the earth, amen. He knew that. Uh, you know, from uh, from the beginning of time, Amen. Are y'all with me? And um, but you know, because God knew that He was going to make a way, and God could have done this in any form or fashion. He could have done this in any way possible, Amen. But He did it in a particular way, which there's some significance to it. There's some significance that that Jesus was born in a manger, Amen. There's some significance that uh, that everybody was called uh, there was a census that was called amen for everybody to go back to their hometown amen there was some significance in that amen there was some, some, some significance in the fact that there was no room in the inn amen where jesus could be born are y'all with me today and as a result he was born amen in a manger there was some significance even about the people that were there, amen, at the birth of Jesus. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today, amen. God is a God that's intentional, amen. And if we'll begin to kind of dig in a little bit, we can see, uh, you know, God's heart. We can see his mind. We can see, uh, you know, what, why he does the things he does, amen. And as we begin to look in there and we begin to seek the Lord through the Holy Spirit, and we begin to seek the scriptures, amen, he'll begin to reveal things and illuminate things that we can find very interesting. Can I get an amen? amen. You know, and so before I kind of dig off into what I want to talk about a little bit today, I want to kind of jump back and talk about Christmas for just a moment, amen. And of course, we know Christmas is celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, amen. A Savior has been born. We you know, hear the saying, the reason for the season, amen? There's a reason for the season, amen? And this is a time where we, uh, you know, do a lot of decorating. If you can see, there's beautiful decorations here, and there's, amen, decorations in the foyer, and, and our houses, and our, and our places are, are decorating, amen? We're decorating those, and we're buying presents, and we're preparing elaborate meals and uh, doing all these various things. But sometimes, somehow, we forget whose birthday it really is. And so my question to you today, and I want you to evaluate this. When you think about Christmas, what does Christmas mean to you? Are y'all with me today? 
Because it seems that throughout the years, instead of realizing the true meaning of Christmas, amen, having wrapped Jesus up with wrapping paper and de decorated with Santa, amen, sometimes we begin to forget what, what, Jesus is all, what Christmas is all about. Can I get an amen? You know, when we think about Christmas, what do you think Christmas means to the non-Christian? To somebody that has never accepted the love of Christ or the forgiveness, amen, of Christ. Are y'all with me today? And so as we look at that, the meaning of Christmas means different things to different people. But we need to ask ourselves, amen, what does it mean to us? You know, to merchants, it's the busiest time of the year. Amen. Stores stay open longer. Amen. They hire extra people. They accommodate all the shoppers. Amen. It means more profit. And hopefully enough profit to see them through even the lean times that may come ahead. Can I get an amen? amen. For some employees, amen, it means a Christmas bonus or a little more money in their pockets to do things that they wanted to do. Amen. For many teenagers and adults, it's a time of fun or parties. Amen. And for children, it's a time of being impatient or anticipation. Amen. You know, I remember I was uh, the type of child that, you know, I lived from birthday to birthday and from, from Christmas to Christmas. Are y'all with me today? And I couldn't wait for it to come. Are y'all with me today? Because I wanted to open up those gifts and those presents. And that was really what Christmas was about for me. You know, I wasn't really brought up in a house where Jesus was the center. Amen. In fact, our sanctuary was usually a sports event on a weekend, even on a Sunday. Amen. My sister played tennis, ended up getting a tennis scholarship to Duke University. Amen. I played soccer and other sports. And we, that's what we did, amen. So we didn't really understand the true meaning of Christ, Christmas, amen. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because we do all this decorating, we buy all these presents, we prepare all this elaborate meals, but somehow we forget whose birthday it really is. <laughs> Are y'all with me today? First of all, amen, well, some of you have to share your birthday with the, the holidays, praise the Lord, amen. But realistically, it, you know, when we're talking about Christmas, it's not our birthday, amen. It's the Lord's birthday. It's a time to remember his birth and what it's supposed to mean to us. Are y'all with me today? You know, it's kind of interesting because we do all these things. We get all these gifts. We do all this decorating. We do all this stuff. Amen. And sometimes we forget to bring, amen, the one that we are honoring into Christmas. Can I get an amen? amen. You know, it's kind of interesting how even on that first Christmas, which is when Jesus was born, amen, they didn't even have room for, for Jesus on the very first Christmas, amen, they didn't have room for him in the inn. Are y'all with me? In fact, he had to be born into a manger, amen. The world didn't have room for Jesus 
on the very first Christmas. Can I get an amen? The Bible says that there was no room for them in the inn. So my question to us today is, do we have room for Jesus in our Christmas? Because we do all these things preparing to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And sometimes we don't even invite the one that we're preparing in order to celebrate for. Could you imagine that? Decorating and doing all these things and buying all these gifts and all this and then the very one, amen, that is supposed to be honored isn't even invited in? Somebody say God is good. I'm going to look at our scripture real quick and then I'm going to jump off into some things that I found quite interesting. Amen. Let's look here in our verse 8, if you'll put it back up there. I want, I want to kind of look and, and let you see God's heart and God's mind and, and, and kind of the way God operates. Because right here, look at verse 8, and he says, In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. Next verse. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Now here we are, these shepherds are out there tending to their sheep, amen, and, and, and they were out there in the midst of their sheep, their animals, they were, you know, of course a shepherd will protect them, amen, and take care of them, and, and, and make sure nobody steals them, make sure thieves don't steal their, their flock, amen, and make sure that wild animals don't come in and try to hurt them, are y'all with me today, they're out there protecting, amen, and, and so they're out there doing what they do, of course, and, and it is in the cooler, or what we would consider the winter parts of the, of the year, but the really, realistically, the weather over there is pretty manageable, in that region this time of year. Can I get an amen? amen? But here we are, amen. All of a sudden, they're out there doing what they do, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were, all of a sudden, they were frightened, amen. They're like, whoa, what's going on? Go to the next verse. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news. Did you know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news? He says, I bring you good news and of great joy. Joy to the Lord. Amen. The Savior has been born. Not only is that something joy to the Lord, that the Savior's been born, the one that will set you free, the one that will forgive you of your sins, the one that, amen, will reconcile you back to the Father, amen, but he's also the one that will give you joy, amen, supernaturally in your life. Can I get an amen? He says, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Go to the next verse. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Next verse. This will be a sign for you and you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Now I'm going to stop right there for just a moment. Amen. Somebody say God is good. God is good. You know I want you to look at this because here we are. 
the fact that God, the God of the universe, amen, made the announcement, amen, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords being born, amen, entering into this earth as he left heaven and came to earth and took on the form of a man. And God made the announcement of this Savior, of this King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he made it to a couple of shepherds. Now, when we look at shepherds in regards to shepherds, shepherds back in that day, they didn't have a whole lot of respect. They weren't very high on the totem pole. In fact, sometimes due to what they had to deal with and the fact that they, amen, well, you know, they weren't even, some of, sometimes they were even considered outcasts. Are y'all with me today? But God made the announcement to shepherds in order to help us understand the real meaning of Christian, Christmas. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and he chose to announce that sh to shepherds first and foremost before anybody in the earth. You know, sh shepherds were the opposite end of the society of the day. They lived in the fields with their animals, amen. They weren't really respected. They had no power. They had no prestige. And yet God's angels came to them and said, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Unto shepherds a Savior was born. Just in that very announcement right there, God made some very important truths that I want to begin to reveal to you today. Can I, or are you all with me, saints? The very thing that we would we would we wouldn't think so. How many of y'all know God's ways are not our ways, and our ways are not God's ways, and God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and God's our thoughts are not God's thoughts, amen. amen. Of course, we begin to develop the mind of Christ. But what God is saying here, right here, this very statement, amen, because he was revealing this to them and then using them in order to go and tell the world that the Savior had been born, amen. And one thing that we begin to find out is, amen, that you and I and even those shepherds are important to God, The very ones that may not be all that important to people in society are important to God. Can I get an amen? No matter how insignificant you may think you are, number one, God knows you. Number two, you're important to him. You know, all throughout scripture, we see God honoring and using people and things that the world often would overlook or would ignore. 1 Corinthians 1 and 26, if you'll put that up there for me, we're going through 28. Actually, put 25 up there. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote, amen, to the church of Corinth. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1, 25. He says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 
For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. Verse 28. And the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen the things that are not so that it may nullify the things that are. See, when God decided to select a mother for his son, he went past, amen, the fashion salons, hello somebody, the beauty parlors, amen. He went past the furs and the diamonds and the gold and he went to an insignificant village, amen, called Nazareth. And he found a peasant girl, hello somebody. She didn't dress in designer clothes, amen. She didn't have sophisticated education, but she was pure and God selected her to be the mother of his only begotten son. Are y'all with me today? See, the world looks down on it and, and on it, you know what I'm saying, and says that's foolish, amen. But Paul says the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. And when God makes his announcement, it's delivered to the shepherds. It's like Jesus saying, amen, if God cares about sparrows and lilies, amen, then he cares about you. If God cares about shepherds, I'm here to tell you he cares about you too. He'll use what the world considers foolish. He revealed Jesus to them. Because they were humble, they would honor him, and then they would go and be used to tell somebody about him. God could have used anybody. He could have used anybody to tell about Jesus. He could have, you know, when we're talking about spiritual things, he could have grabbed, amen, the religious folks. Amen. That's who you think he would have. They were in charge of all the spiritual stuff. Amen. He could have used somebody of prominence or somebody, you know what I'm saying, in that. But he used some shepherds. You know, I want you to be encouraged today. God wants to use your life. Can I get an Amen. amen. God wants to use your life in order to make the announcement, amen, that a Savior has been born. He delivered it to shepherds. It's like Jesus saying, amen, he cares about you. Somebody say, God cares. You know, sometimes we need to hear that, amen. Sometimes we need to hear that God cares. There's people out there that need to hear, hey, God cares, amen. The Lord cares. Amen. The Lord is good, amen. And not only does he care, not only are you important to him, but your life matters to him. Amen. 
You know, now imagine those shepherds, amen, for just a moment. You know, they're out there tending to their sheep. They're dealing with whatever life has, amen. But when God comes and makes his announcement to the shepherds, he's also saying to us, your life is worthwhile. It's my gift to you. Amen. See, every life matters to God. Every life. You need to know that. Amen. God cares for you. God cares for each and every one of you. You know, I found that quite interesting how God would use them. Amen. How God would reveal himself to them. How God would begin to illuminate him. And you know, whenever the angels came to him at first, their first response was fear. The Bible says they were frightened. And then the angel said, hey, don't be frightened. What's been brought forth is good news. And do you know that they responded by faith right there? Amen. They responded by faith in what was revealed to them. Are y'all with me today? They responded by faith to the point to where they went. Amen. To where the Savior was. Amen. They believed in the Messiah. How many of y'all know your faith matters to God? Amen. You know, shepherds, those shepherds were men of faith. They probably had more faith than some of the scribes and the Pharisees. Amen. They believed in the Messiah. In all of God's chosen people, they believed in Messiah. Amen. And when things got especially hard during times of like poverty and enslavement, amen, and exile, they would think about the Messiah and God's promise that one day the Messiah would come. And they prayed over and over again, let the Messiah come, amen, let him come today, amen. And they prayed this for hundreds of years, and they must have wondered, is our faith worth anything, amen? But God made an announcement and came to the shepherds, and God was saying, your faith matters, it's not in vain, amen. Are y'all with me today? Going back to my scripture. Verse 9, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. Could you imagine the sight of that right there? Amen. There appeared a heavenly host. And what were they doing? They were praising God. And they were saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men 
with whom he is pleased. And it says in verse 15, and when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And so they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were be told them by the shepherds. Amen. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. Amen. They went and spread the word. They went and told somebody the, about Jesus. He used the foolish things to go and to share the message, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to a world. And they were praising God and they were rejoicing. Amen. And they were going and telling it just like they heard and just like they saw the shepherds. Amen. God used them in order to share the gospel, the lowly. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And God wants to use your life today to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. God cares about you. God wants to use you. God wants to bless you and God wants to have you take the gospel message to the four corners of the earth. He doesn't care where you came from. He don't care what society says. All he cares, amen, is that he wants to use your life. It all goes against what the natural man would think. God wants to use your life, saints. God cares about your life. How many of y'all believe that today? If you believe that, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. But one day... One day Jesus is going to come back. Hello. And he's going to come for all of us. Shepherds and kings and wise men. Amen. Peasants. Hello. He's going to come for his people. Amen. One day there's going to be no more death. No more tears. No more goodbyes. And then we're going to say it's all worth it. Can I get the worship team? Somebody say, look at your neighbor and say, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. You know, there's times when we wonder, is it, is it worth it? Hello? You say, is it worth it, preacher? Maybe I ought to do something else. Why deal with all these issues? Hello. And problems. And sometimes we feel like giving up and moving on. And then sometimes we wonder if our prayers are even heard. Or why is it 
taking so long for him to answer because we wonder if it's worth it. So what I'm saying to you today, saints, is we need to be encouraged during this time of year. Amen. We need to be encouraged, but we need to remember the reason for the season. Amen. We need to remember. You know, we need to say, you know, it is there room for Jesus in my life? Or am I too busy? Or am I focused on the wrong things? You know, even on that first Christmas, you know, as they were calling that census and everybody was coming to Bethlehem or wherever their city was, but Bethlehem in this case, they were coming from Nazareth to Bethlehem. You know, for that innkeeper, it was about business. Amen. For some of these stores and companies, it's about business. Amen. He wasn't going to let anything get in the way of his business. Amen. But my question is, is what is it to you? What is Christmas really to you? Because we can get caught up in everything else. We can get caught up in the gifts. We can get caught up in the decorations. We can get caught up in the parties. And those are all good. But if we don't invite the very one that it's all done for, that doesn't make any sense. If y'all go and put together a big birthday party for me and you don't invite me, I'm going to be upset, man. I'm just saying. I'm like, what are y'all? Y'all are throwing down, man. You got all the best food. You got all the best gifts. You got everybody together. You gathered them all together. You men coming from all over. And you don't even invite the one that is his celebration. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. So friends and family, Christmas, the Christmas season is among us. This is our time as Christians to share what is truly meant to us. This is our time as Christians to take a stand and share the truth with the world that has accepted lies and mediocrity for far too long. This is our time as Christians to get busy for the Lord and Savior, the one and only Christ. This is our time to realize the importance of Christmas and what does it mean to us. So let's worship the Lord. Amen. And remember, God cares. And remember the reason for the season. And let's invite Jesus into this thing. Amen. Come on, let's worship the King.